0: Oh. All
1: right, let's get it underway Thursday. Gotta love it. It's going to be a beautiful day today. About eighty degrees. Going to be pretty outside. Enjoy the day. Sooner or later, these uh, warmer days are going to give way to colder days, and we'll get into uh, you know winter time. So be aware of that. Hey, coming up in just a moment, we're going to be uh, joined by uh, Kosh Kajuli. He's the vice president of Americans for Prosperity, a federal budget expert and a professional staffer, or was a professional staffer, at the United States House of Representatives. want to talk to him about uh, the move uh, yesterday by the PPI that we talked about. Uh, 8.5% rise, higher than expected. Fed probably is going to have to raise rates again, and uh, the word that I'm seeing on all the... uh, you know Bloomberg and everybody else, and uh, Forbes and all the sites that I read is saying that um, interest rates are going to jump up another three quarters of a percent. Uh, this morning, we're just, we're really nudging the ceiling at seven uh, percent uh, for home mortgages right now. Just so you'll know, that's what's going on. It them more to buy a home. Homes cost more to buy. It's taken some people out of the housing market, and they can't get into it now and just don't have the money to do it. So we're going to talk about that with Akash as well. What does that mean for the housing market? Uh, also want to talk to him about uh, Biden's energy policies. Uh Akash made a statement uh, the other day saying that the vast majority of Americans, Democrat and Republican, support unleashing our own domestic energy resources. Yet, of course, Biden refuses to do so, and he refuses to budge on it. He is out begging Venezuela uh, to produce more of their oil to supplement The lack of oil that we have from our own industries, and we've got a ton of oil underneath uh, the ground here in this country. On top of that, he continues to, um, you know, draw down the strategic uh, petroleum reserve, and uh, he's taken it down about 40 percent over this year to – to uh, hold down gas prices uh, before the election, although now they're beginning to to move up just a bit. And uh, after the election, expect that you're going to see them go up uh, quicker uh, here in the United States. So I understand Akash is with us. Akash, how you doing, brother? It's good to talk to you.
2: I'm great, thanks for having me back on this morning
1: Of course, always Uh, You're a man who's in the know My listeners need to hear from you And we work uh, closely with Americans for Prosperity Here in the state of Arkansas And uh, uh, with Ryan Norris And uh, all the folks here And they do a good job as well But let's talk about nationally right now I mean, we're going to talk national But it really has an effect locally as well First of all This change in the PPI, it went up higher than they expected. It would seem to me if the producer price index goes up later today, about, a I guess, 8.30 my time, uh, 7.30 Eastern, we can expect that we're going to see something uh, for the CPI, the consumer price index. And if the PPI has gone up, now this is just my logic. If producing the products costs more, the costs of the products are going to go up. Is that a pretty good logical step to take?
2: Yes, that is generally how it's been this year. The PPI has gone up and then obviously the CPI comes out a day or so after. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, gas prices have gone up recently after weeks of declining and so that stands the reason gas is obviously an energy is a major production cost input. Uh, and those costs do have to be passed on to consumers, and we've we've been seeing that right at the gas station, grocery store, and otherwise.
1: Oh, yeah, now you worked in you worked in the House of Representatives. You you know what goes on behind the curtain. You know I like to pull it back as often as I can so people can see that the the wizard isn't really some super duper guy that knows everything. Uh, What's going on, do you think, in the mind of this administration that they refuse? I mean, gosh, I can't believe that they not only refuse, they they refuse to even budge. They don't even want to talk about it. They continue to call the oil and gas industry greedy, you know, robber barons and all kinds of stuff. What's going on in their mind?
2: It, I don't think there's an easy answer to that question, Dave, because the, the great irony is this. They have obviously declared war on the American energy industry, right? The lens that they will go to avoid producing American energy is nothing short of astounding at this point. And it's not as though the demand for that energy today, in this day and age, is being replaced by clean energy. As you mentioned, it's merely being replaced by fossil fuel development in not only countries that, you know, are run by tyrants like Maduro in Venezuela. They also produce and refine energy dirtier than we do as yeah. well. Nobody develops fossil fuel energy oil and gas as cleanly or as efficiently as we do and so not only are we driving up energy prices we're also failing uh you know if you do have the sort of ideological goal the administration does to wean off of fossil fuels we're also not doing that if uh if your source of energy goes from american energy underground to foreign oil and gas or the strategic production reserve Those are still fossil fuels, obviously, Um, and so we're just kind of shooting ourselves in the foot to make a political point that isn't actually meeting anybody's goals, regardless of what your ideology is, and we're all paying more as a result.
1: All right, well, let's go back just a couple of years. Not a long time ago, just a couple of years. And the Trump administration had us really producing energy, especially... Natural gas, and he was talking to the Europeans, the Germans especially, saying, "Hey, quit depending on this Putin guy for your natural energy that you want over there. We can supply it to you. We can do it with liquefied, uh, you know, natural gas." And not only is are these are these policies hurting Americans, they're turning our back on our allies. As far as I'm concerned.
2: Yeah, that's exactly right, and, and we're we're seeing the effects of the extremes of this policy in Europe. As you mentioned, Europe has been dependent on Russian natural gas for a long time. They enacted all kinds of restrictions, um, you know, on on energy development and pushes for green energy and these so-called ESG mandates, these environmental, social governance uh, restrictions on business. Um, and now you're seeing the, co- the, the cost in a literal sense, right? Home heating costs, energy costs, gas prices have skyrocketed, so much so that a lot of European countries are actually backtracking on this. They're starting to acknowledge that natural gas actually is uh, something that burns cleaner than a lot of forms of energy. And then you have, you know, our country following suit, which is, as you mentioned, driving up energy prices here and leaving our allies, who admittedly have made a lot of mistakes in their energy policy in Europe, it's leaving them in the lurch too, because we're not able to support them, you know, as as we should be, particularly at a time like this where they're feeling the effects of the war in Ukraine.
1: Yeah, we can look. We can, we can say it this way: we're leaving them in the cold,
2: literally. Yeah, we're. But the thing is, Dave, we're not only going to be leaving them in the cold; we're going to be leaving a lot of Americans in the cold. Uh, when the winter comes and home heating prices start to skyrocket because of shortages and you know greater demand and lower supply, particularly in the northeastern United States and the colder states. Obviously, California is always kind of a bad basket case. And so, um, there are going to be tens of millions of Americans unable to afford their home heating bills this year because of bad energy policy.
1: Akash Chikuli is our guest, Vice President of Americans for Prosperity. He is also a a federal budget expert, was a professional staffer at the United States uh, House of Representatives. He's going to come back, join us some more. We're going to talk about the PPI and uh, what we can probably expect here for the CPI. You know, it's 8.5 for the PPI. When you look at the CPI, you've got to break it down, and we'll talk to Akash about that. You know, you can look at energy is down on, uh, you know, consumer price index. But when you look at grocery prices, they're up 13.5%, almost 14%. We'll talk about that as well. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about PI Roofing. They want you to know that they are uh, your roofing and home solutions. They do it all now. They do the construction. They do windows. They do gutters. They do siding. They'll do it all for you. All you got to do is contact them. Call them at 501-707-3115. Tell them I told you to call. Uh, I uh, left a message yesterday myself. The P.I. Roofing about some construction. I've been telling you I'm going to have some work done on my deck over the wintertime when I'm not out on it uh, like I am during the, the spring, the summer, and the fall. It needs some work, and I'm going to have them do it for me, and uh, I'll be reporting on it to you. But I do know this. I've had two roofs put onto my house. Uh, by P.I. Roofing, they did a superlative job, a fantastic job, Uh, no problems whatsoever. If something showed up later on that there was a little glitch or something, they were on it. They were out at my house. They fixed it, no problem, no cost to me. You call P.I. Roofing. First of all, think about your roof. Second of all, think about construction around your house. doesn't have to be on your roof. It can be like I'm going to do on my, uh, my deck. You can uh, talk to them about having uh, really good windows put in your home. All those things now because it is PI roofing and home solutions they're your roof leak detectives but they take care of your home in its totality call them 501-707-3151 make an appointment have them come out talk to you give you you know a bid and you can do it that uh, that way or you can do it uh, by uh, the internet piroofing.com All right, back with Akash, and we're going to talk further with him about uh, the PPI that came out yesterday and what we might expect to see from the uh, CPI, uh, the Consumer Price Index, uh, when it's reported today. So if it costs more for producers to make something you got to believe it's going to cost more uh, to buy something. I saved a little money yesterday because I bought some stuff off of Amazon. I've been wanting one of those uh, water rowers, uh, Akash, and I bought one yesterday. I saved about 150 bucks because uh, they had cut the price. But don't expect to see a lot of those price cuts on uh, just on other items. That's the key to all of this. You look and you see a number like 8.5%. Or what the CPI comes out today, let's say the CPI is is a solid 9. That 9% doesn't square with everything that's going on because it could be gas prices came down, so that put less pressure on the consumer price index. But grocery prices continue to go up. And, uh, you know, lumber prices continue to be high. you got to look at this in pieces. Is that not correct?
3: Yeah,
2: that is correct, Dave. And, you know, these are obviously a function of assessments being made several weeks back. And so whatever has actually happened in the last couple weeks won't be reflected in the data that comes out today. So it's, we're looking at snippets of time. Um, and the comparison, and just so your list, like, listeners likely know this, after a year of tracking these numbers, but this number is comparing prices to what it was a year before. And so the October 2022 data is comparing price increases from October 2021. The June 2022 data was comparing prices to June 2021. And so even the baseline that they're comparing to has gone up, right? Prices in October 2021 were much higher than they were in January of 2021. So the baseline that they're assessing from is itself much higher as we get deeper into the year, because inflation has now been going up uh, for for nearly two years. So that's that's something else to keep in mind, that even if the number seems small, if it's 7% instead of 9%, uh, prices are going up quite a bit. And and you can see that as you start looking at specific items and comparing them, not to one year ago, but comparing them to January of 2021, when this administration came in and, and these energy policies and regulatory policies and labor policies, and you have it, you, know, you name it, the reckless spending and all, that really started. So that's another thing to keep in mind when that data point does come out. The baseline itself that we're going up from is getting higher each month.
1: Now, the president want, doesn't want you to pay attention to that. He wants to say, well, look, inflation only, let's say, went up 0.4% from last month. That's a little bit. But when you start adding it up over 12 months, it adds up into a Big, you know, dollar amount does it
2: not? Yeah, that's that's exactly right. I mean, it's it's over one year, and again, even if month to month, if it's a small one month increase, if you look at the totality of where we started, that's the indicator, right? I think yes. gas prices tell a tell a perfect story. When the president took office in January of 2021, the average price of gas for a gallon in this country was two dollars and thirty eight cents. I, I cannot imagine that any of your listeners have seen gas prices even close to that low uh, since the President took mm. office. And then you had this administration celebrating when gas dipped down to three dollars and thirty cents a gallon as a national average. And the fact that they were taking credit for that without acknowledging that it started at two dollars and thirty eight cents uh, when they took office and oil and gas production absolutely plummeted just goes to show you kind of you know how, how political this really is. Uh, and how much they're really trying to shift the Overton window if you will uh, on energy prices and cost increases.
1: It's really interesting how they've tried to pull the wool over the American people's eyes. You know, people go right now and it also goes to show how easily the American people can be tr- can be tricked. I mean, they go to fill up now. I went to uh, see today's Thursday Tuesday, and I paid $3.18 a gallon. And I thought to myself, well, I can take a little bit of a breath. However, if I think about what I was paying last year, I'm still paying 25 to 30% over what I paid last year. So I'm, I'm a little bit better off, but I'm not even close to where I started off at.
2: No, and, and here's the thing, Dave. I think, you know, we're, we're a couple weeks away from the midterm election, um, and, it, and it's really important that people understand why this is happening, right? And, and as you mentioned, the president's not going to tell you this. The mainstream media is not going to tell you this. The connection between the bad energy policy decisions of this administration and the reckless spending of their allies in Congress, of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, the trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars in spending is why we are facing higher costs. Nothing else has driven up higher costs than reckless spending and bad energy policy. And that, that counts the war in Ukraine, the pandemic, our supply chain issues. And so people have got to make that connection. We've got to help people make that connection because they're not going to get it from other places. And, and we got to make sure that that's something they understand as they go into the voting booth you know, in a couple of weeks in November.
1: Try to help my listeners understand that right now, when you look at prices in America, you're looking at prices that aren't just year to year higher, but almost over the last 40 years are at their highest.
2: Yeah, exactly. And price, not only are prices at their highest, they're going up at a rate faster than they have in 40 years that inflation metric the one that we're going to get later today and i guess just a couple minutes here now that is higher than it's been in 40 years inflation is a rate of growth that measures how fast things are getting more expensive people certainly feel that they don't need to hear it from from some guy on the radio because they see it every time they go to the grocery store um but you know what it's it's not they're lying on Prices are going up faster than they have at any point in the last 40 years since this administration came in.
1: Akash, we're out of time, brother. And I got to tell you, I always love having you on because you do a good job of breaking this down in bite-sized pieces that everybody can understand. Akash Kiguli is with us, Vice President of Americans for Prosperity, which was one of the best groups around to keep up on what's going on in this country and, and to your money as far as i'm concerned if you're not a member of the arkansas chapter you need to become a member of the arkansas chapter and uh, work with ryan norris and let's make things good here in our state make good things good across the united states akash thanks for your time you have a great day
2: likewise very much appreciate
1: it all right bye-bye now akash kaguli just a really, really uh, smart guy, very, very smart guy, all right, so uh, when the CPI comes out and it'll probably come out in the next hour when we talk with uh, when we 're talking to Joe and Duck about cars uh, and speaking of things that have gone up in price, just take a look at the cost of new cars uh, or just take a look at the cost of of uh, used cars and you can see how how much they've gone up as well Uh, these are just things that uh, are having a detrimental effect on you uh, and having if you've got a family it's a detrimental effect on you and your family Uh, i was watching a, a segment on uh the news yesterday, and it was not on Fox, it, I think it was on CNN, they were talking to a couple and their fam, about their family, and they were just talking about how difficult with two young children it was to feed and clothe them and hope to be able to do anything else. Because when you got young kids, you want to be able to go out on vacations and things. Vacations not in their near future, uh, to be exact. Okay, I'm just telling you, when I went, when we went down to Florida for the last two weeks, I can tell you this, we didn't eat as cheap in Florida as we did last year. Just was really expensive. All right, we're going to take a break for the news. When we come back, Melissa Fultz is going to be with us. We're going to talk about issue four, recreational marijuana, next, right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Yesterday, big press conference up at the old Supreme Court Uh Uh, Room in the uh, state capitol where some of the folks that are against issue four, the recreational marijuana issue that's going to be on your ballot come uh, the 24th, if you happen to go vote early, but on election day, uh, be on your ballot as well on November 8th. uh, Had some interesting people gather together to talk about this. You had somebody who is absolutely against marijuana uh, you had some people that, you know, are for medicinal and even recreational marijuana, but do not like what they see in issue four. When I had Jerry on and we talked about this, I said I couldn't get behind this piece of legislation because it takes the state legislature out of it completely. As as though the people of, of Arkansas should have no say in this piece of uh, legislation that the only people are the people who are the cultivators and the, the retailers of, of of marijuana. Well, another person who I think feels kind of the way that I do is Melissa Fultz. She's been on my show before. Melissa was on several times during the time that she was working hard as a marijuana activist to get You know, um, medicinal marijuana uh, passed here in the state, and she was, you know, a main person in, in being able to get that taken care of. And, Melissa, thanks for joining us here today on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's not that you're against recreational marijuana. You're just like I am against the way they want to do recreational marijuana.
3: Absolutely. By the way, thank you for letting me uh, be here this morning. Sure. I didn't know people got up this early. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: didn't know that either. A couple of years ago, I had forgotten about people getting up this early.
3: And there you go. I'm one of those night owls, and they tell me 6:30. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, but yes, I, um, you and I have spoken before. And I support marijuana reform, always have. Uh, my husband Gary and I have fought for the last 12 years. Um, our amendment didn't get passed, but we did manage to get an amendment passed for medical marijuana. Um, and I support recreational marijuana. I didn't think I would be um, fighting for it this hard or even trying to write an amendment. But um, I can't let things like this go. This, this is horrible.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. This reminds me of the lotto. Remember when they were first trying to pass a bill for the lotto, it was always some group or one person, in fact, that uh, wanted to get the lotto made legal here in Arkansas, and they wanted all of the money to go to them. You know, they, that's the basically yeah. what they wanted to do. And I always said, hey, you put up a clean bill, and I'll think about it. And finally a clean bill came And I'll be honest, I voted for it I think people have the right to decide whether How they want to spend their money But the uh, bottom line is This is what this reminds me of This is a group that says Hey, we need recreational marijuana Maybe we do need to sit down And talk about marijuana And should it be uh, you know, criminalized The way it has been and th- I don't think it should I think there's some differences that have to be done But the bottom line is not taking the you know the the state government out of it, telling the state government that they can't uh, tax it, telling the state government that they can't make up the 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 decision for the people when it comes to edibles of how much THC you can put in those edibles.
3: Well, you know, in most states, ten uh, percent THC is pretty standard, um, and I understand. To some degree, them not letting the legislature do a lot to it, but to not give them any control at all um, is not the greatest thing in the world. I agree. I see so many other things that are wrong with it. You know, they have eight cultivators right now, and they have a hard time keeping up. You know, they anticipated to have 30,000 patients, which I told them it's going to be closer to 100,000 and and I was right. Um, I love when I'm right. Uh, They've had a hard (laughs) typical woman. Um, I love um, that they thought they could do this. Now they're having difficulty keeping up with the demand for 90,000 patients. And instead of adding more cultivators so that it would add more plants, more competition, lower prices. Uh, They're leaving it at eight cultivators and adding these uh, 12, I think they call them tier two cultivators. The problem with that, that they don't bother to tell the public, unless you actually read the entire amendment, is that those 12, um, what I call micro-grows, only get to grow 250 plants. That's a total of 3,000 plants, which by the way, can only sell to the recreational dispensary. And what a lot of people don't realize also is that these cultivators um, grow about 20,000 plants up each. So this 3,000 plants is going to do nothing. Mm -hmm. So they have a hard time keeping up with the the demand now. What's going to happen? Your quality is going to, you know, going to go down. The prices are going to go up, and um, I tell you, not many consumers can afford it. But our patients sure can They're already struggling to pay the outrageous fees that we have to pay now, and then you put this much more supply and demand um, in effect, and our prices are going to skyrocket. Um, a grant. Uh, Ellis Smith, who is an expert on marijuana policy, uh, also stated that Issue 4 was going to create such um, an industry that we were going to be the most expensive uh, industry in the nation. Mm -hmm. And that's scary. That's really scary. Uh, They're not going to expunge any prior convictions. You know, there were people that got busted... That's you know, right out of high school when I was in high school. And they still have those on their records. And, you know, if you have a felony on your record, you may not even see the inside of a prison, but you still have that on your record. When you go to get a job, to apply for a loan, to apply for a grant or scholarship for, for college, um, when you go to try to rent a house, you have to mark that little box that you have a felony. And it, it ruins people's lives. So people whose lives are, are ruined, they're not even bothering to fix that and expunge it. Yet, if this passes, everyone else can do the exact same thing they did, and guess what? It's legal.
1: Right. Yes, um, I, I understand exactly what you're saying.
3: But another really scary thing is when they wrote the definition of cannabis, Mm-hmm. Unlike other states, they did not exempt industrial hemp and CBD. So according to this amendment, it would put hemp, the hemp industry, and the CBD industry under the wing of marijuana. So guess what? The only people that can grow it will be the marijuana industry. The only people that can sell it will be the marijuana industry.
1: So, yeah. yeah, bottom line you know, you is you're going to give me? a whole lot of power to a few people.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And I, I can, there, I'm I concerned about that. I really, really am when, when you're letting a few. It's the same thing with gambling. If you just let a few people do it uh, and, and get out and build casinos and things of that nature, uh, you make it difficult on everybody else.
3: Absolutely. And the way this is written, as few as four to eight people or groups could own the entire industry.
1: That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money, Melissa. That's a
3: lot of money. Do you, do You're you, right. It's do a you, lot of money.
1: Have you done any study on that? How much money are we talking? Do you know?
3: Uh, well, when they talk about selling a billion dollars a year. Divided by four people, you're right. That's a lot of money. Yeah,
1: 250 million apiece. That's not bad. Yeah, I, that's I could. I, nice. I think I think might be able. able to, that much. I might be able to live on that. You know what I'm saying? I just might be able to live on yes. that.
3: I'd like to live off of 250 per- one, uh, 250% of that. <laughs> <laughs> <All laughs>
1: Way right. 250%. All right. Melissa Fultz is our guest. She shouldn't come back and finish up this interview with me. i got to get a break in, Melissa. You stay there because i got a whole lot more people than four or eight that I, that I answer to as far as advertisers go, and I appreciate uh, you having some patience with me. Let me talk to everybody oh. about uh, David Lucas Financial. you add. You got to add some pressure. Precious metals uh, to protect your nest egg with inflation the way it is right now, and we'll find out if it's uh, fired up even more so today when the consumer price index comes out here in about an hour. And uh, let's keep our fingers crossed that it's not too much higher. I've I've got my druthers about this, but we'll uh, you know we'll find that out here coming up at about seven forty-five ish here uh, eight eight o'clock ish. Uh, in the uh, eastern time zone. But uh, you can learn how silver and gold can help you protect your assets, you know, that IRA, the 401k. But you've got to know how much precious metals you should add to your nest egg. And that's where David Lucas Financial comes in. Uh, they can sit down and talk with you. You can figure out how much should I take. Uh, maybe i got in liquid assets and move it over into some hard assets with, uh, with silver and with gold. They work with one of the only regulated and licensed uh, national wholesalers in the country so you get direct prices from a dealer you can trust that's important as well and then uh, you just need to learn how to buy this stuff how do you buy gold and silver there's a lot it's not like buying a stock it's not like buying a bond uh, you know do you buy it do you get the metal do you get uh, a, you know a certificate what do you do so call david lucas financial 501-222-3315 that's 501-222-3315 and uh, let them help you. I've known David for years, literally decades, to be honest. And uh, he's a man you can trust. That's David Lucas Financial, 501-222-3315. Investment advisory services are offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. Alright, if you just join me, we got Melissa Fultz on. She's a marijuana yeah. activist. And, uh, she and I do not agree 100% on this whole issue of marijuana, but I think we agree a lot on issue four and that it's not a good piece of legislation that you should vote into the, uh, Arkansas Constitution coming on November 8th. So when you go to the poll, I'm gonna ask you, uh, to push the button that says no. On that, is that what you're asking voters to do as well, Melissa?
3: Absolutely. If people took the time to actually read the amendment, not just the ballot title, pull up the amendment and actually read it, I think they'll be horrified.
1: Yeah, I um, I agree with that. And I, you know what bothers me? Do you, have you watched some of their ads on television?
3: Oh, I have. You know, they uh, we just found out yesterday they have eight million dollars to spend on advertising now if this amendment is so great why do you need that much money to convince people that it's so great uh we were watching the news last night and in one segment of the news that commercial played six times
1: wow how about how about the against uh marijuana against issue four how many times did you see an ad for them
3: I don't think that's
1: all the question. Yeah, I'm the same Maybe way. I, I don't concerned. see them very often, to be honest. So let me let me ask this of you. I'd like you to talk about something uh, that's in this piece of uh, uh, this issue that a lot of people don't know, and that is because of the definition of cannabis failing to exclude hemp and CBD oil, uh, industrial hemp, it would take away hemp farmers' licenses and put CBD stores out of business. Now they can't be happy with that, and that's a thriving business right now.
3: Well, not only that, you can at this point you can buy CBD at a convenience store. You can, you know, there's hemp in everything in our clothes, uh, hemp crete, our, um, you know, our our hair products, everything, and so it's going to create an unbelievable amount of lawsuits but you know the interveners this was one of the biggest problems that the interveners had with it and the supreme court completely ignored it so what's going to happen when these people try to file a lawsuit against this is the supreme court even going to hear it since they ignored it from the amendment and it is going to be in the constitution it's not like Oops, we didn't mean to. We'll change it. It's in the Constitution that it will be under the marijuana rule. And when I was talking to Jerry yesterday morning, I was, I was like, I got up this morning and I thought, oh my gosh, I never thought of this. You know, a lot of us, it's, it's been proven that CBD is safe. And a lot of us will give CBD for children, to children for ADD, ADHD, to help them relax at night, to sleep, because, you know, there's no psycho, Um, uh,
1: psychotropic effects.
3: There you go. It's too early in the morning. Um, (laughs) So they won't even be able to give their children CBD, or a, a parent could be arrested and possibly even have their children taken away if it's under the marijuana laws because the child's not 21. It's really scary.
1: Yeah, there's a lot in this in this piece of legislation that's being presented in uh, this uh, issue four that's being presented to the Arkansas people. Uh, this is not just making it legal for you to strike up a match and light your joint. That's not what this no. is. And and no, and not that and all. that's how they're presenting it and how and and then they're presenting all these great benefits. You know, we're going to give X amount of millions of dollars to Arkansas police. Well, you can't give it just to the police. You got to give it to the to the government and if they're not funding the police uh currently, don't expect them to fund it with marijuana money.
3: No. And this is another really scary thing about it that people don't read it removes the need for any owner that holds 5% or less to have a background check. Mm-hmm. Okay, caregivers, if, if you're a caregiver for a patient, you have to have a background check. If you work in any capacity in the industry, you have to have a background check. Even teachers have to have background checks. So not only have they changed it where... It can be owned by out-of-state companies, where now it has to be at least 70% percent arkansas owned They can come from out-of-state, they don't have to have a background check, and they're gonna make millions of dollars, and you think, why would they have such a problem having a background check? And um, Mr. Armstrong, uh, his answer was, well, they're going to come in from out-of-state funds, and they don't want to have to deal with it. And, well, we'll get their Social Security number and their, their tax form. I'm sorry, but I don't know any felons that work that don't have to have Social Security numbers and tax form and, you know, your tax report. So that doesn't tell you anything. You could be the drug cartel. You could be a that, murderer. You could be a rapist. You just you said know,
1: something I, that's really important. It can be a, a drug cartel. And I don't want to give exactly. them some form of legality in our culture
3: exactly, and that and you know that's scary and you know I wonder what they have to hide um, the the dispensaries we talked about the cultivators, but the dispensaries there are 40 medical dispensaries right now. if this passes that 40 can only sell uh, that's the only place that patients can buy their medicine they can't go to the other 80 and so the original 40 dispensaries automatically get a second license so out of that 120 license there's actually only 40 up for grabs and they've changed it with you can own up to 18 dispensaries hmm. so how many of those 40 dispensaries do you really think someone trying to get into the market is going to get? They're already entrenched in the market. So those 40 licenses, I see them getting the majority of it. So like I said, just a few people can own the industry and control it. And, you know, that's kind of scary.
1: All right, Melissa, I thank you for getting up early to talk with me today here on the Dave Ellswick Show, bring these issues up for the voters to think about before they go to the poll. And I just want to remind them again, this is more than just putting a match to the end of a joint or on a... You know, taking some bud and putting it in your, uh, in in whatever you use to smoke it. There's a lot more involved in this as far as marijuana is uh, considered. Thank you so much, Melissa. You have a good day now.
3: Thank you for having me. And right now on issue 4
1: All right. Thank you much. We'll talk to you later here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I got Joe and Duck coming up. They're going to be with us to talk about cars. And then uh, in the final hour of today's show, nine o'clock. Jimmy Cavan has new information for you about the mayor of Little Rock and the superintendent of schools in Cabot. Seven o'clock out. You learned. You got a whole lot of information that first hour. I'm just telling you, Akash coming on during that first half hour, talking about the economy, talking about uh, the PPI being up, producer price index just up uh, to you know over you know moving up closer to nine percent. How will that affect today when we see the consumer price index? Then we talked about. Uh, You know, issue four and their ads on television about recreational marijuana sounds like the best thing since canned beer. Uh, But I'm telling you, they're not giving you the whole story about what's in that piece of legislation. And uh, when you hear all the things that are in it, uh, I think that you would feel the same way I do. I can't vote for it. I will not vote for issue four. Yeah, even though I do think that we need to revisit marijuana laws and things of that nature. Uh but uh there's this is a whole lot more than just like I said, uh putting your your match uh lit to the end of your joint. It has nothing. It has a well, it has a whole lot more to do with the, the four to eight uh, groups that are going to make all the money. All the yeah. money. And uh as Melissa was telling just the medicinal side is like a billion dollars. That's a lot of cash, folks. I think I could live off of that. Yeah, I think well I said, you know, you, I heard give, you. give me a quarter, <laughs> give me twenty-five percent of that, I think I can live off of that. Although though I gotta admit, if inflation keeps going, maybe may not. not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just maybe not, I don't know. All right, Ducks here, Joe's here. We haven't been on together for three weeks. So yep. here we are again. Ready to talk about cars, and I'm glad to have you guys in the studio today. How was your trip to, to
4: Washington?
1: Oh, it was great. Uh, you know, I took a long hot shower before I left just <laughs> to wash off uh, everything that I picked up while I was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, to be able to sit down and talk with our um, our our representatives and our our senators and have them there on, you know. Microphone with me was was really important. Uh, We had, of course, Congressman Hill uh, brought in Congressman Gonzalez from Texas, Mm -hmm. who uh, is the congressman there in the El Paso area, and gave us all the real deal about what's going on with the border. Hope that uh, people got a lot of information out of that. Had sheriffs on, had marshals on, had had uh, you know ranchers on. I had people from every. Direction on that show to, t- to tell you how badly uh, what the Biden's policies are uh, happening down on our border. I had guys on from New Hampshire really talking about it. Yeah, they're they they've been hammering with this for you know four or five years, and uh, Mi13 and all these gangs and stuff that are coming up from Central America. It's an amazing story. All right, ten minutes after seven. So you guys want to start right off with the questions, or you want to tell me what's been going on at your businesses? What do you? See? Are people starting to get ready for winter now?
4: Yes, we've had quite a few
1: come Absolutely. through.
5: Absolutely. Yep. We start checking antifreeze the first of this month on any car that comes in. Yeah. And uh, if it's not if the freeze point's not low enough, we give the customer option to let us uh, pull some out and <laughs> put some uh, antifreeze in there. We don't actually do a drain and refill. If it requires a flush, we can sell them a flush, depending on what it looks like. But if it's clean, generally we use a fluid extractor, and we extract it, and then we add to it to get the fuel, I mean, yeah. to get the freeze point, right? Correct? Yeah, Go
4: it ahead. needs somewhere down around 25, minus 25 degrees. Mm-hmm. So you
1: get them ready for it. Yeah. All right, you're telling them that they should change their windshield wipers?
3: Well, yeah. sure.
1: I know i got to change mine. I've, I've been wipers looking. They're starting streak already. Starting I bought, a, I bought over. a set
4: in, uh, in uh, Cody, Wyoming, for my truck. We was up in uh, Yellowstone. It started raining and snowing, <laughs> and they got the it happens real bad. up there. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It uh, snows up down to about eight thousand feet now. Yeah,
1: and the
4: wind blows out there. Yes.
1: Did you notice how the people of uh,
4: Montana have big feet? Yeah, because they need something to hold them up. That's
1: right, to keep them from blowing over.
4: That's why there ain't no trees, because all the trees get blown it's over. It's the same
1: way in Oklahoma. <coughs> People in Oklahoma Nebraska, got and big, big and feet. Keep you from blowing over. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> wiper Joshua, blades. I'm not going to get into this. <laughs> but wiper blades. You know what big yes. feet mean, don't you, Dave? Well, yeah, I know what they I mean. Big shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Sixteen. Yeah. That's what I'm told. That's that's what I, I've been told. All right, that's yeah. what I've been told. But anyway, bottom. <laughs> I'm I'm the exception to the rule. I got small feet.
5: Well. You know, you don't get to choose, so you get what you get.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that exactly right. Life
5: is life is like that.
1: Life is unfair at sometimes well, on, on about things. It's yeah. just the way way it is. All right, what what other things should people be thinking about? Like I before Tires. I went on my tri- okay before I went on my trip, I got all new rubber yeah. on my on my car. By the way, those are are Ions right? The I O N brand of ham Hanuk- Nixon. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, I thought yeah. it was Ian. I was thinking, man, they're advertising the tire. I got on my car like crazy now. <laughs> Have you seen and that? Hancock and, is really yeah. hitting that
4: brand. And they're good tires. They wear good and everything.
1: I like them. I mean, uh, we went about a year and a half with this last four that I had put on the car.
5: Sure. You know, uh, it, they're not they're not overpriced. And, you know, depending on how many miles, tires are like the rubber, the hardness of the rubber. The harder the rubber, the longer the mileage. So we kind of, when we sell somebody a tire, we kind of ask how many miles a year do you drive. And they say five thousand miles. They don't need an eighty thousand mile tire. No, they need a forty, fifty thousand mile tire because they're going to age out in time. No, yeah, they're going to run the, out of years before the rubber runs out. Right. So we kind of ask these questions, and the biggest problem we have with tires right now, Dave, is getting them. Yeah. You know, Hankook's running this uh, rebate deal, but I looked the other day. Half of them are already sold out, and they have a zero by them. Now, if you if it's national, you can get them brought in and no charge for shipping. But if, but if it's not on the local plus, you're going to have to pay $12, 14 18 $22 for them. So, you know, we try and sell what's available and, and try and do a good job of picking a good tire and selling what's available so we can save customers as much money as we can on a set of tires.
1: I'm going to tell you, do it like I did. I let Joe know about 3 weeks early. Mm-hmm. I was ready to put new tires on them. And the you truck. can
4: get them
5: then.
1: Yeah, and then it gives him that much time to sure. to look, he can find them. And uh, he, he did a good job.
5: Well, they get if you say I want, if you say I want this specific brand, we can get it. We might not have it that day, but you know, they get trucks in every day. We just have to watch the the uh, uh screen and see when they got them and if they got them we'll order them and get them and then when we get them we'll call you and let you know and you can bring it in we'll get them put on
1: doesn't take long to
4: put four tires on
5: no four tires check alignment that's
4: like you know when you ordered me the two tractor tires for my tractor Mm -hmm. you know it took like three weeks to get them and i only found two that's it you know and and but the problem is it's, it's that way with everything now i got a ford uh one of these little ford transit vans yeah got a little four-cylinder in it mm-hmm. the converter up at the manifold this made to the manifold mm-hmm. come all apart stopped the up and the other converter up ain't one yeah told me maybe four weeks i called called forward and everybody russell did yesterday looking for it ain't nobody got one the guy said i need my truck wow <laughs> sorry <laughs> Yep. He's a he's a flyer delivery guy, and he said, you know, this is my busy time of the year. Yeah, you know, gotta there, grab it when you can grab it. But there ain't none out there to get. So, you know, I told him, I said, I, you know, it won't run without it. So,
5: and I think he can do.
4: <laughs> no. Yep, yeah, that's the way it, yeah,
1: it they goes.
5: Have, they have stole so many catalytic converters nationwide that you know it's 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 oh. mind boggling.
4: I got one customer. They've got thirteen of these GM vans that they haul kids, school kids on.
5: Mm-hmm. Probably put the same converters on two or three vans, two or three times.
4: Oh, they got fourteen vans, and we've replaced them twice mm-hmm. on all the vans, and they got two on each van. Wow! And can't get none right now. I got two of them sitting there, and with not me. cheap, are they? Um, uh, mm-hmm. they're a couple thousand to three thousand dollars a piece, depending on what all they tear up. Mm-hmm. Now, is that covered by your insurance
5: for the most part? If you have full coverage, yes it 's a covered under the comprehensive
1: i 'm wondering why the uh, insurance industry isn 't doing more to say to try to get this stopped.
5: Well, we have talked to a couple of them that have paid the claims on several of these that we 've done two or three times and they make some what they call cat clamps now with the cables on them. You've seen some of them. It's a pretty yep. neat deal, isn't it, Duck?
4: Yep we put we put some of them on too, and
5: and 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 it's a deterrent because they get under there, and if it ain't easy to do, they're going to move on. Yeah. So the in, the insurance companies. My point about this is, some of the insurance companies will actually pay us to put the, the theft deterrents on there, so they don't have to play the two thousand dollar claim later. And you know, we've three hundred and almost four hundred bucks for a uh, clamp putting it on. You know,
4: Blake found some stickers. I don't. I don't know where he found them at, and uh, some fluorescent orange paint. And he puts a sticker on. Then once it heats, you can't tear the sticker off because we've tried. Okay. And uh, I guess it melts it into the metal or whatever. But there and it says on the sticker that if you're buying this cat, it's been stowed. It's helped a couple of times, I'm sure, but. They have still got it though, but everything that you can do,
1: whatever small thing it is, it will go a long ways in helping mitigate the problem in the future.
4: Anything you do, if it, like Joe said, if they crawl up under and they can't take a reciprocating saw and go zip zip, fall off on the ground, drive it. off,
5: they're going to find something. They're going to
4: move on to the next one, you know.
5: Mm-hmm. And, um, and it's not the local places buying the converters. I'm, no. I'm going to tell you point blank. No. I know that Duck and and Russell and other shops just like mine, two or three times a week, the phone will ring. The guy on the end of the phone says, I'm a core buyer. Do you have any starters, alternators? Injectors. Anything. Catalytic converters, I'm buying them. And this guy I pull up, and I hate to say this, but he'll have a trailer full of converters, mm-hmm. and he's buying those converters. These are ones that we take off legally because they have lost their ability to do their job mm-hmm. and we sell them those converters but he's also buying those from guys out there that are running the converter stealing rackets where he's paying the guys that go out and steal them 35 40 dollars a converter and some of these converters are worth four five six hundred dollars i got
4: one here the other day we took off that was stopped up get mm-hmm. melted
5: inside he gave me a thousand dollars for it that's what i'm talking about so and then that guy stockpiles those and waits for this guy to come by, and he says, yeah, I got 400 converters out here. Now, they have an app on their phone, and they'll take that converter and the number that's stamped on that converter. You tell they'll look at worth. that and tell them exactly what it's worth at today's market. And that's what he pays. And then when that trailer gets full of converters, they're not going to Salt Almond. They're not oh, no. going to Easter Scrap Mill. They're not going to any of those places. You know where they're going? South of the border, Dave. I'm
4: going to Medico.
1: So not only are they bringing in uh, fentanyl, they're bringing in converters is what you're telling me. They're, no, taking, they're, take, them. they're, they're taking them. they taking them in. south
5: of the border. Okay. Yeah, because ain't nobody around here. If you pull up here with a trailer full of converters, you go, where'd you get these?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you take one, would us say over to ABC Salvage. Okay. I sent Blake over one time. It's a couple years ago. I had 10 or 12 plus some other stuff that he was going to sell. I get a call from Danny. Um, uh, Don, where did these come from? I said, he's got the yellow slips of paper where well, we took them off. He said, I know, but uh, I need your federal tax ID number to go along with these. And I'd give him a federal tax ID number before he'd buy them.
5: Okay. And they took a picture of Blake and they took his thumbprint from him. And his driver's license. And his driver's license. <laughs> there you go. They're being serious about it then. You could sell, for instance, and I, I know for a fact, uh, I. Up around my house, there's a, some folks just moved in, and they got two vehicles. And one day, one of them drives out, and it sounds like a Sherman tank taking off. I said, well, somebody stole the converter off of it. The next day, both of their cars came out, and it sounded like a Sherman tank. And we were talking, and somebody knew them, saying, no, they, they got they got tight for money, so they took their own converters off and went and sold them. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Now you could take one or two and, down and there got,
1: and got a hold of their insurance and said they were stolen and they paid them back and they probably put so. new
5: ones on. That's probably what happened, Dave. I wasn't going to say that, but you can, if, you know, you could take one off and take one down there and sell it, right, as an individual. But you can't take twenty five down there and sell them. No, yeah. they're going to be leery about that. They know something's wrong. So how many cars do you have? Yes, how many cars <laughs> you own? But but anyway, it is what it is, and you know, if they would stop the. The small the small buyers that are buying them from the, the drug addicts that are out there that are cutting them off to get enough to, to go get them some more. Whatever drug they need, that was, that's where it needs to be concentrated.
1: All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk with Joe and Duck some more. You're keeping up with the news when you listen to these guys talk. They're telling you what's happening on Ground Zero, uh, here. Uh, in Arkansas about this whole thing about converters. And if it hasn't affected you yet... It will. It will. And it probably has already affected you because of the cost of, if you've had to have some repairs done to your... If you can find them. Your exhaust system. All right. A break. Let me tell you about Pat Davis. Because Pat Davis wants you to know it's that time of the year again. It's time for you to get your health insurance taken care of. He can save you 30 to 50%. That's all I should have to say, to be honest. I should only have to tell you, whatever your health insurance is, Pat can save you 30 to 50%. Because you multiply that by 12, it's probably well over 1000 bucks. Kind of nice to save $1,000 during the course of a year with the way inflation's been going. Maybe uh, even make a little bit more than that. But on top of that, I'll tell you that this is the best insurance for you to get if you're self-employed. It's actual insurance it's not a share plan you can choose any provider in the nation there's no co-pays involved with getting your health insurance with Pat Davis and he's going to you know roll down those deductibles that you got so they're not uh, costing you you know six eight ten thousand dollars out of your pocket before the insurance even kicks in so you call Pat Davis and talk to him about it Call this number, 501 605 6935. 501 605 6935, and talk to him. Let him talk you through uh, how he can save your money, or visit him online, yourhealthplanman.com. If you find yourself on the side of the road, don't know what to do, need a tow, call East End Towing. Their phone number is 501 888 8849. Again, No matter the situation, East End Towing can handle that for you. Uh, If you're on the side of the road, maybe it's not your car. Maybe it's the trailer that you're pulling your boat in. Or maybe uh, you're out there and you're towing your uh, camper. They can help you with all of that. Again, the number is 501-888-8849 for East End Towing. All right, Duck and... And Duck and uh, Joe are here. Let me get to you guys, and let's do a couple of car questions. What do you say?
4: You ready? Okay. Go down and do the Cadillac, Dave, the 2010 Cadillac.
1: Okay, Gary. Okay. Gary's got a Cadillac, a CTS premium, six-cylinder, 3.6 liter. Uh, He says he's got a cascading problem in driveline. I've got a 2010 Cadillac CTS all-wheel drive wagon, 3.6 liter, premium trim. Yesterday, the following systems went offline in the following order, one after the other. First, all-wheel drive. Second, ABS. Third, traction control. Fourth, stable track. This all happened with a few minutes of time. Any ideas on the costs and what it's going to cost to repair?
4: It could be as simple as ABS sensor. Okay. First time they're going to have to do you going to have to scan it, see what's it's probably got one problem but it's turned everything off dave
5: well yeah that's that's traction control it's a transmission module engine module abs module steering angle sensor there's a lot of modules communicate with that to make it work yeah and
4: it's got one problem and like i say it could i've seen abs sensor turn them on you know take it to one of us shops and let us scan it we can tell you what it costs as far as me and joe telling you what's wrong with right here we can't do that
5: no, I can't do that and neither conduct, but I can give you an idea because, yeah. and explain it to you, like, if if it's in Stabila track, it takes away, puts the transmission in second gear, it thinks that one of the tires is slipping on a takeoff or it's not, it's, it stops spinning on a stop, which means it may be ice, puts it in reduced engine power, takes off in second gear, it's what they call limp mode. And you can stop and recycle the key and restart it, and all the lights will be off and drive it. Until it sets that code again, the lights will stay off. But most likely, it's going to reset it. Yeah. When it does, it takes all that away again.
4: We had one here not long ago. The right rear tower was showing it running 300 mile an hour. Yeah. Had a bad sensor in it. <coughs> yeah, those sensors got batteries in them. Those don't.
1: No, oh, they, they don't.
5: Okay. There'll they'll be a signal generator on them. Most of them is a, is a three-wire So.
4: But it, it was showing it was running 300 mile an hour, so it turned everything off. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that will do it, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, you know, it, it was doing what it was supposed to do, and that's what this has done.
5: It's Ain't it, Joe? It's, yeah. It's done what it's supposed to do. It detected a fault and said, hey, we can't work property like this, so we're going to put it in reduced engine, power, second gear, take it to the shop, and get it fixed if you want to drive it. Yep. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck here at... 15, 20 mile an hour, <laughs> yeah. 30
4: mile an hour. <laughs> the, the guy with uh, the little Ford Transit van, he called me. He was over on uh, Benton Parkway. He called me. He said, hey, I've run down the road, and this thing just, just shut off. Mm-hmm. So I, I told Ross, I, see, I got the computer, and I I run around the corner over to him and crawled in it, seen what it was. I cleared the code, and I said, let's go.
6: Yeah.
4: I said, every time it's, it does this, hit this button. All right. Clear it. We've got to get the news.
1: Let's do that. Bill O'Reilly is with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We're silver. sitting here talking about gold and silver, if you're wondering. We're, we're talking about it. Because we're talking about metal. retiring. I'm not even talking about the retiring. The stuff. I should be beyond retirement right now. I'm not. I'm <laughs> just where I am, all right? Hey, don't forget about Bumper to Bumper and what they can do for you. Uh, Ricky is in Malmel. He wants to talk to us. We're gonna get to him right after we tell you about bumper to bumper, bumper to bumper. Uh, there are parts: two years, twenty-four thousand miles, or three years, thirty-six thousand miles, depending on whether you use a bumper to bumper credit card, or you know, you use your own credit card, or better yet, just use cash because for the most part, in a lot of the the uh, different places that you go and get your car fixed or whatever. Uh, they're going to tack on extra 3% for you because that's what the credit card companies are
5: charging them. Yep. And bumper-to-bumper parts, the best parts, the best price, the best service. Right, Doc?
4: Yeah. And, and they've had a little bit of problem, Joe, like, like you know, mm-hmm. over, you know, the last year we're getting some stuff because some stuff is just not available.
5: When you look at five places and nobody's got it, you're guaranteed you're going to have to order it. That's all well, there
4: is to it. I got an international truck. Yep. The guy wants to replace the headlight bezels, you know, the chrome ring around yeah. the headlights. So I called international. They said, yeah, we can get them in about seven weeks. Wow. used to buy them for $150-something a piece. $681 to get them now per size. A piece. Okay. So you're looking at thirteen hundred dollars yeah. for the front of the truck, okay? And six to eight weeks, and the, you know, and the guy wrecked the truck, and he's wanting to replace them because they're busted all up. And I told him, I said, he said, just order them for me. So I ordered them yesterday, and you'll wait until well, they come in. When I get them, I get them, and we'll put them on. But yep, just know
1: that all of the bumper to bumper certified service center use bumper to bumper parts. Yes, absolutely. Keep that in mind. All right, Ricky's in Maumelle. Ricky, how are you? Thanks for waiting, being patient with. Us. Hey,
0: Ricky. I'm doing good. How are you guys? We're good. <clears throat> Got a 2020 Denali uh, G- with a 6.6 Duramax, and I, I've heard that the fuel pumps or fuel systems are notorious for going out on those, and it's like ten, twelve thousand dollars to replace them.
4: What year, model Do you say it was? 2020.
0: 2020.
4: No, they don't have nearly the problem out of them. They had the other earlier ones. Eleven through about ones. eleven through about eighteen is when they had all the they had what they call a C three a C three a C four pump on it and they yep. was notorious about coming apart. The ceramic stuff would come off the cam and it fills everything full of full of ceramic. But in twenty they changed it up and went to a different style pump. They do have a little problem, don't get me wrong, they they still have a little problem but not nothing like i just done two this week so how how much are you looking to fix them uh russell done a ticket on one yesterday was 14 grand (coughs) wow (laughs) but but that that was on a 17 too so can i assume that's not what you wanted to hear ricky but the one you got i've
0: got a 2020 so
4: yeah the one you got just make sure you you keep the fuel filter changed on when you service it put a filter on put a fuel filter on it Right, and buy now, a fuel filter. Then a two-micron filter.
0: When you say that, you're talking about every time I service my truck, or wait till the the, the engine to no. my computer tells me to change the fuel filter. No,
4: every time you you change oil in it, you put a fuel filter on. It. Really? Yep. I know they're expensive, but uh, they're cheaper than 14K. Yeah. Yeah, they've done the, two this the, the, week.
0: Would that uh, I guess that would go for every every GMC from here on out, twenty two, twenty threes or
5: Yes, sir. Well until they change something duck. What's the mileage on them trucks you did this week? Uh
4: hundred and thirteen thousand and hundred and three thousand.
0: So Yeah I've got eighty four thousand on mine right now.
4: Yeah. But but yours they they went what they done they on the camshaft inside that if you ever buy my shop I got one cut in half that come apart and i can show you i can show you they got a ceramic coating on the camshaft lobes and that and that ceramic coating starts. it comes off of it and when it does it fills it all the way back we have to pull the fuel tank off and clean the fuel tank it'll be a quarter inch thick in the bottom of the fuel tank is ceramic looking stuff and uh so you know we uh so we you know we but it's, it's it's 14 anywhere from it depends on what all how many sensors it gets like this one, filled all the sensors completely full of metal, and you can't clean them. We've tried and tried, and you you just can't do nothing with them. And I had to put four different sensors on it that I usually don't have. Usually, it's about eleven grand to do it.
0: But well, that's uh, just about my luck. Joe's very familiar with me. He he uh, helped me with my three quarter ton. I had the death wobble.
5: Okay, yes sir. <laughs> uh, the death. I
0: got, so I sold. I finally got rid of it. We just yes, couldn't sir? get it out, and and so I got rid of it. and Got the GMC, and <laughs> now uh, here we go.
4: <laughs> but the, but I promise you, you won't have near the problem out of the fuel system on that twenty model. If it would have been a eighteen and eighteen down to eleven, right? When you got a hundred thousand miles, if you would. I tell my customers that's got them. Look, when it reaches a hundred thousand miles, let's put a CP4 pump on it, and you won't have this problem for another hundred thousand miles.
5: Right, and, and you know, it, taking care of the filters on that's going to extend the life of that on the mileage. It's going
4: it's to extend you. the life of the injectors.
5: Yes, and and so if you if you do that, you're going you could probably get one hundred fifty two hundred thousand out of it without. I, I've issues. got some
4: people that's, I got some customers that's got them, and they're they're hauling uh, camper trailers. It's got three and four hundred thousand miles and not had no problem out of them
5: because they're keeping the filters changed, keeping the yes. debris out, and whatever you do, don't put any of that uh, soybean diesel fuel in there yeah. at all. It it'll it'll ruin them.
4: And let let me tell you one thing too that I I stress to people, I sell it, I keep it on the shelf at the shop. It's called nine one one. You get it through a, go to to a bumper to bumper store and just walk in and tell them, hey, I want a bottle of nine one one. Or come by my shop and i'll I'll get you took care of it treats hundred and twenty five gallons, and I tell people by the every three tank fours put you some of this in it, and it's a lubrication, it's a cleaner for the injectors, it's a cleaner for the pump it, it cuts you know it takes the the moisture out of the fuel uh especially through the wintertime hmm I parked my motor home the other day I filled it when I got home, which it holds hundred gallons. I put a whole bottle in it, okay, and it's also a fuel stabilizer too well ricky we we ended it with some positive things, yeah, I yep. hope that helps, but you right, won't have you. you won't have a right. problem out of it that they're having out of the earlier ones all right, appreciate right. your call, Ricky. Thank, thank you very you. much, you. Ricky, out of mallmel, and uh some of that was
1: not what he wanted to hear. I know I could tell
4: well, when he went, wow, <laughs> yeah. well, like I say, Dave, at the end of eighteen, they've changed this pump up, and uh. What people need to understand, it don't matter if you got a Ford, if you got a Dodge with a Cummins in it, or you got a six six Duramax. They all have the same pump. You can lay them on this counter right here. I know what to look for the difference on them. Most people don't. I can't tell you that which one is which, but they're all made by Bosch Corporation. So, you know. They had problems for about five, six years there, and they finally got it lined out, and it's working better. But he's going to have, you know, as long as he keeps a fuel filter changed every every time he. I tell my customers, look, a forty or fifty dollar fuel filter is a whole lot cheaper than twelve, thirteen thousand dollars at one throw.
5: Yeah, maintenance just keep them changed, keep the fuel clean. Don't don't try and put any of that. uh bio well, diesel yeah don't do any of that and moisture is the biggest killer on it too
4: yep Yeah, you know. Teresa. Had, uh, you know every time we go home there's a station right by my house i'll stop and fill the motor home to the top mm-hmm. and she always we're not going nowhere shortly so yeah but you don't understand it's got a it's got a steel tank up underneath there it's gonna get hot and get cold and, and it's and gonna contentate. rust you know and then the next thing you know you got a fuel filter full of rust and You know, what's the good thing about the motorhome, it's got a Caterpillar in it, so it's got three fuel filters on it. Catch a lot of that crap. But I keep it full of fuel when it's sitting in the yard because I don't want the tank to rust up on it. All right. Keep all that in mind.
1: Eight two three zero nine six five is a local number. Of course, use the area code five zero one, five zero one eight two three zero nine six five. If you have a question, just like Ricky did, you can get an answer by talking to Joe or talking to
4: Duck. So, um, go ahead. I got something to ask Joe. Nice. Right. Mm-hmm. Have you had any dodges lately with camshaft now? Yes. Have you had trouble finding a part for them? Yes. I got two sitting there mm-hmm. that I ordered camshaft and lifters and everything for. Um, Russell checked on it yesterday because one of them belongs to the city. And uh, they told him maybe
5: two more weeks. Mm-hmm. I this is going on five weeks. Yeah, it's it's some some of those hard parts like that, are, especially when they have a bad failure rate, they're getting hard to find. Yeah, and Dodge and Chevrolet both has got... A bad failure rate right on them. And, you know, if you call, if you go check, and if you call some of the camshaft manufacturing companies, you know, that make a little performance camshaft for them or something. Yep. Sometimes you can get a kit from them. You just have to tell the customer, well, we're going to do a slight upgrade here. Yeah. You know so and and that doesn't hurt anything that yeah. bad but uh but it still it changes it, but sometimes those parts may be a little bit easier to get, but they're getting hard to get too now,
4: yeah, uh, he's been getting some out of a place out of Texas, and I can't remember the name of it, and so he called that, and that's where he ordered these two kits from and it, mm-hmm. and it's a little bit different cam uh we put he's put four or five kits of them in, and they've had no problem, but now mm-hmm. they're out of
5: them, so yeah, some of those when you buy those, you buy the ones that are uh, a replacement, and you get rid of the active fuel management lifters on them, and you put standard lifters in there. And they got a procedure you go through, and some of them they require you to change the valve springs on yeah. some stuff like that. But it's a little harder to do. But you never have that failure
4: again. Yeah, you don't. You don't have to worry about it going down. But uh, you know, uh, we've in the last five or six weeks, or uh, the last three months, we've probably done three Chevrolets and three or four Dodges. And, mm-hmm. And like I say I got two dodges sitting there now that needs it and yeah you know I, I explained to the customers look when I get parts
5: and I'll I think you them. know and, and since we're talking about this how many valve springs have you replaced just a busted valve spring on a dodge or a Ford or a chevrolet yep we've doing them too and I'm just thinking what is the issue with this it's got to be the metal the parts are made out of when the vehicle's built it,
4: the last one of the dodges we done, it was for the city of Benton. Mm-hmm. And uh, the lifter, you know, the, the little plastic holder that they yeah. sat down in. Yeah, the guide. It had broke. Mm-hmm. Let the lifter turn sideways. Yeah, that's
5: junk then. Yeah. And,
4: and it ate the camshaft up. Yeah, uh, just
5: about, uh, you know, two blocks. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Darren, that's fast. I was standing outside fixing getting my truck to go home, and mm-hmm. Darren comes pulling up, and he said, Don, have you ever heard something like this? And I said, yeah. Yeah. Every day. I said, neither camshaft set of in it. Mm-hmm. I said, don't drive it no more. He said, I'm not. I'm carrying it to the yard to park it. Mm-hmm. I said, better than that. Pull it in the shop yard here and I'll take you down there until you, you know. But, uh, and he had he drove it from downtown Benton to me when it started it and there wasn't nothing left on the lobe on the camshaft. Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Got to get a final break in. So, uh Hang with us. We'll be back for one more segment. We'll answer another question here before we finish up. I want to remind you about uh, Billy Mack, the owner of ICU Protection. And if you haven't bought yourself a security system for your home or your business, you need to. Crime is up. There's no doubt about it. Shootings are through the ceiling. We had another one. I think two people shot last night here in Little Rock. So uh, it's dangerous out there. Do what you can to protect you and your family. Call Billy Mack at 501-205-1333. Talk to him and let him tell you how many door and window sensors you probably need. Uh, If you're talking about cameras, he'll ask you about your house. He'll ask you about your business, blind spots that you might have, putting cameras in those areas. And uh, he'll do a good job for you. He'll get you what you need to get done what uh, you need to get done, and that is to... Be uh, safe in your own home and in your own business. I uh, have had ICU protection now for about half a year, and I am more than just pleased with them. They are very, very good. Here's a couple of good things to know. One, they do the uh, uh, security for Nuke One. If they can do a nuke reactor, they can probably do your house, your business. And... You pay for their service charge, but you do not pay for the hardware. Hardware, once it's uh, put in, uh, belongs to you. So call Billy Mac today, 501-205-1333. Just give him a call and talk to him. Uh, That's at ICU Protection. Number again, 501-205-1333. You should always feel secure in your home and at your business. I get information
5: during the break, anyway. Well, we talk, you know. <laughs> it's just the well, way it is. It, it may not be about cars, it could be about anything. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's why when I
1: I said we well, we'll talk about the Razorbacks, I, get, but uh, oh, they fell on bad times. Yes, yeah. they have. What do you think? You think they beat BYU? I think so. I, hope. I think they do, uh, Dave. You know they got to get back on the winning route here somewhere. They, that what, I do. You do. You guys think? That that loss to A and M didn't do something to their. I psyche. think the fumble at the goal line. Yeah, they haven't looked the same since that fumble. Yeah. Yeah, when it popped out of his hands and yeah. went into the hands of the guy, and then the guy did the lateral and they scored a touchdown yeah. off of
5: it. I think that they're struggling because of some key losses in their secondary. Mm-hmm. And that's true. And and they're struggling with that because you know. But you know. Hey, I think he'll get it back on the right track. Oh, oh yeah. I, I I have no doubt Pittman's going to get I, him, I get him we'll, winning again. we'll
1: probably win another four four games. Yeah, we'll go and bowling. Yeah. It just won't be one of those High dollar bowls. New, York, New Year's Day bowls, probably. But, I doubt if it will be
5: playing in Orlando or something. But, well, we thought that same thing last year, and we just kept yeah. winning and winning. So yeah. here we go again. We can win. Let's see but, what happens.
4: But it seems like after they fumbled that ball on the goal line that – that the defenses look different and the offenses look different.
1: Well, I'm wondering what Odom is thinking sometimes because the defense does not look as aggressive as they did last year. And for the life of me, in that Alabama game, I don't understand what happened in the fourth quarter when you give up three 70-yard runs. I mean, you're putting everybody up to stop the run, I understand. That
5: means somebody's missing tackles. Well, you're missing tackles or the safeties are not there. They're just, you know, not, not – They're trying to arm tackle and can't do that. No, there. not in the SEC you can't. They're not pursuing the ball. Yeah.
4: But I think when they fumble that so ball, where, where, they look like a totally different team. Yeah. Where – where it,
5: does this team
4: look like
1: the same team to you all of how fired they, up they are about playing the game? No. They don't to me from last year. Last year – they wanted to win. Mm-hmm. This year, I'm not saying they don't want to win.
5: Doesn't sound uh, like as, as much Yes.
1: They're yeah. not on, they're not as on fire about it. And yeah. there's a lot to be said about that.
5: Oh, absolutely. There's Momentum. a lot of mental
1: aspects of I all think, sports that
4: are important. They look good, Dave, the first two or three games. But when he fumbled that ball on the goal line, yeah, it looked something like changed. it looked like they let the air out of all of it. Yeah, something something changed and, and and they've got to get it back.
1: Yeah. Sam's gotta figure out what it is and then address it. And I'm I'm worried about Odom, I really am. I'm wondering if Now this is just me talking. How many <laughs> how many games have they now played? Five? Or six? Yeah four, ain't it? No, they've won three and, three three. and they're three and three. Yeah. They played six. six. Alright. I'm wondering after the season's over if Oldham's still going to be defensive coordinator.
5: What kind of high finishes? Yeah, it does.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's
4: got six more to get it right. Yeah, you know, if he can win four out of the six...
5: And you, know. you have to remember in football, every game is different. Mm-hmm. Because your defense reacts to what their offense is doing. Yes, And our so vice versa, and and so it, it's good, you know. And, and they'll make some scheme changes, and they may move some different people around different positions. They've been doing that all year, trying to find the right guys because they've lost some key right players. Yeah. yeah, and you know, if you don't have, if you're not two or three deep in certain areas, and you lose a guy, then somebody's got to come off where his regular sign is and move over. So, I it's want difficult. every
1: I want everybody to know that I have never bought a razorback jersey a real razorback jersey i am going to and it's going to have bumper pool's name on the back of it because he now holds the record for the most tackles by any and we're going to miss him player. next year yo yeah huh? how do you how do you replace that huh you got to figure out who's going to who do they got sitting on the bench right now because he's playing just about every down. Yeah. Uh, you know, who are you going to replace him with? That that in and of itself, if I had a sports show, I'd be talking about that. Yeah. If you can't be honest. But it's not a sports show. It's talk show. And we're talking about cars. And we're out of time. Guys, well, I appreciate you, you being here. Joe, thank you. Thank Doug, you, Dave. Thank you. And well, uh, coming up, we'll talk about money. And then at 9 o'clock, Jimmy Cavan's going to be on. He's got some more information about the mayor. All right. That's coming up. Here on the Dave Ellsworth Show, don't run away. Going to continue on Dave Ellswick's show last hour of Thursday's edition we haven't well I haven't been on I haven't been on in three weeks basically uh I the last uh Thursday that I was on I was in Washington D.C. we were holding our feet to the fire and uh, we were talking about uh, what was going on on the border by the way I uh, I went on uh, Twitter today and I didn't realize that we had stirred up stuff the way we had a lot of A lot of uh, Twitter action going on towards me and uh, towards Tom Cotton and and John Bozeman, people who were on my show. And why is it? Here's a great question. that was asked. I noticed that the only time that you bring up uh, uh, the the border is when a Democrat is uh, president. And I wrote back and I and I and I just said. I said, look, evidently you've just started listening to my show, because if you've been listening since I've been on the air, you know I've been on the border several times, and I, the times that I've been on the border, I've been on during the time of Bush and Trump. Are they Democrats? That's all I ask. I haven't seen any return. And the people who are sending me these tweets aren't even listening to the shows they're from pennsylvania they're from all kinds of different states around uh the union and uh they don't they don't know what's going on they're being told they may be a robot for all i know it's just some bot that's posting a message so i don't i never pay attention uh to all of that i really don't uh the people who want to to have a conversation with me will send me an email and talk about where they want to sit down at and they want to talk to me about you should be thinking about this okay convince me let's sit down and talk about this so anyway uh i just wanted to let you know that that was going on i just thought that was kind of interesting i i'm down in florida son and And uh, drinking a margarita or something and and they're having conniption fits but uh, no big deal for me. Uh, Jimmy is back today. Jimmy Cavan is here in the the studio. We got some new stuff for you that you need to know about. And I was asked by, and I've been asked by other people as well, you know, why I'm so adamant about this stuff of bringing it out. And it's real simple. There's no no uh, you know rocket science behind it i believe that right is right and wrong is wrong and i believe school boards are around to make the schools better not to uh line their own pockets not to line the superintendent's pocket but to make our our children more well educated and so I uh, I I get a burr up my saddle every once in a while, and my sat my saddle has been uh, my horse has been bucking me uh, dealing with Cabot because I live in Cabot. I've had a daughter graduate in the Cabot School District. I've got uh, grandchildren that have graduated out of the Cabot school system. One whom is co- in college and said that he wasn't at all ready for college for what he was taught while he was in high school uh he's doing okay he's making his way through but uh he was he was the one who talked to me he says granddad i gotta talk to you about this and so i'm getting firsthand information as far as i'm concerned so uh yeah do i seem to be zeroing in on uh thurman a little bit yes because you know jimmy comes on he gives you the the, the The numbers and stuff that he gives you he gets from the school system, and the school system says kids that are graduating out of Cabot high school are not on uh, for the most part a, a grade level reading no they can't read at their own grade level, and we continue to give extra money to the superintendent
7: that that's not you saying it that's the Arkansas Department of Education. That's correct.
1: <laughs> That's right. They, they give the, the, the figures, all right? I'm just looking at them and going, look, if you are you got the majority of your kids not reading at grade level, why are you giving extra money to the superintendent that's supposed to be making sure that that doesn't happen? I don't understand that. How do you get I a bonus? <laughs> hey, I can tell you this. If the station wasn't making money, I wouldn't be here. It's that simple. I've got uh, – there's reasons that I've been hired. And uh, this whole thing in Cabot's driving me nuts. <laughs> and I'll tell you the other thing that's driving me nuts is the lack of uh, transparency in the mayor's office. Oh, yeah. Here in in Little Rock. And it's as if everybody wants to protect this man. And you've got dozens of people now that are dead in the streets of Little Rock, Arkansas. And people are shooting at each other left and right. And that's not a big deal. I would think that all the TV shows would be doing specials and investigative reporting about why are we having all of this, uh, you know, problems that we're having here. But I'm not seeing it. I'm just not seeing it. And come on. Do your job. Do your job. All right. So, Jimmy, I've said my –
7: No, no, I, no, I've no been, you're,
1: I've been you're, waiting I've been waiting to get you, back on to are, talk about this.
7: you were right, because I'll just say it. Um, THV-11 has been missing in action as far as the mayor's office. They don't want to do anything. They're scared to Channel 7, KATV-7. 7, is actually doing his bidding for him. And so you might as well change that from seven on your side to seven on Frank's side. Uh-huh. And, and so the I, I give credit where credit's due. The only people working on it besides me and Matt 16? Campbell. Yeah, six, Channel 416, Mitch McCoy, uh, has worked hard on it. Uh, Max Bradley and I don't agree on much at all, but uh, he has done – he has been very fair in reporting the corruption in the mayor's office in the, in the deals with the Freedom of Information Act. Max Brantley himself just talked about how Frank has zero transparency and he's actively hiding documents. Uh, so you got to get Max credit on that. Uh, you got to get Mitch McCoy. The rest of them, now you're seeing a little bit now from the ADG and Joe Flair, but that's just kind of jumping in late, just riding somebody else's coattails as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it, Matt Campbell has done his job, and, and listen. Yeah, he's yeah.
1: he's brought a, a suit. I understand. Yes,
7: yes, and, and let's let's be clear about it. It's not like Matt uh, Matt Campbell's a conservative.
1: No, he blue hog. <laughs> yeah, blue hog. Yeah.
7: So if he's saying it right, <laughs> you know, and I'm I'm doing what I do, Matt Campbell's. But you know, I'm not going to t- call Matt Campbell or myself the media. The media is just missing action. Other than Mitch McCoy Channel Four, Fox Sixteen. And, believe it or not, Max Brantley.
1: All right. Well, we're going to sit here and talk a little bit about the the mayor. Some stuff came out. You may remember a DUI. When did this occur?
7: Well, what we know is, okay, what we know is is that Frank Scott has been convicted of a crime.
1: Okay. Now, before we get into this, where did you get all of the information that you just put down in front of you?
7: Well, one is through the Freedom of Information Act, and one that was in my mailbox. Oh,
1: okay. you don't know how it got there? Don't know how I got there. Okay.
7: I get a lot of information that way. All right. And what we've known for a long time is through, uh, from back in 2018, a Freedom of Information request was sent to the Arkansas State Police uh, basically, records of any interaction with Frank Scott Jr. Uh, black male, date of birth eleven eighteen eighty three, asking for any Arkansas State Police employee, include but not limited to traffic citations, corresponding videos, investigations, and in particular, any in particular any traffic stop in which ASP stopped Scott under the suspicion of DWR. Okay. Okay. So, so this is where it gets real interesting. Because I haven't talked about I've, I've waited till I had more documentation to even talk about this. But we've known about this since 2018. Because Bill Sadler, uh, public information officer at Arkansas State Police, responded to this request with this. Records in the custody and control of the Arkansas State Police responsive to your request are exempt from disclosure Under Arkansas Code sixteen ninety one four one. That's F O I. Okay, so here's what we know. Okay, so basically, what Bill Sadler said is yes, we have records of what you're asking,
1: but we don't have to give them to you.
7: But we can't give them to you. Okay. It uh, because under that code, uh, Arkansas sixteen ninety one four three is actually a series of laws that are petitions to have a judge seal the conviction records to basically like it didn't happen so under the law citizens have the right to petition the judge to say yes I got convicted of this crime but I would like I would like to get it sealed and here's why
1: okay now I got I gotta, I want to hear this okay? okay so what did Frank Scott tell this judge that, well, and I'll get it from you when we come back. Okay. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back from the break, what was said to the judge, or do we even know, why he sealed these records? We'll talk about it when we return here on the Dave Ellsworth Show. Don't forget about our good friends over at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, 3000 Cavanaugh Suite E, my good friend Eric uh, Coleman, uh, a guy who's got 40 years in the jewelry industry, does... Most of the repairs for all the big box stores around the area. So when you take a ring in and maybe you, you miss a prong or you miss a stone or whatever and you want to get it fixed in the big box store, you take it to them. They go, yeah, we'll get we'll get it fixed for you. Well, what they end up usually doing is sending it over to Eric and then Eric fixes it, returns it to him and then they give you your fixed jewelry back to you, you know, and charge you something for it. Well, why do it that way? Why don't do it? Why don't you do it the easy way? Take it right over to Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, sit there and talk to Eric Coleman, who is there every day, Monday through sa- uh, Saturday, not Sunday, Monday through Saturday, from ten a.m. to six p.m. And tell him what you need done. He'll do it for you. You'll probably get it back in a in a faster manner that way. Again, he's at uh, three thousand Cavanaugh, Suite E, up in Hillcrest Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Go see. Uh, Eric, you can call him if you want, 501-246-3655, but I know he'd rather meet you, Eric Coleman would, at his store at 3000 Cavanaugh. All right, so when we left, Jimmy Cavan's here, when we left, Jimmy was telling us about the DUI uh, for the mayor. Now, does he deny he has a DUI? He won't answer. Okay, so he doesn't answer. No. So if if the that, open
7: and transparent mirror, right?
1: Yeah. If he doesn't answer, then uh, you can't call him a liar. Okay, I understand. Okay, I understand that. And now this was sealed by a judge. Mm-hmm. Number one, I don't understand sealing. What in effect is a public record? I don't under—I never have understood that. But judges can do that, and so it's sealed, and we don't know what was said to the judge that made him want to seal uh, this whole thing about the DUI. However, you came into uh, contact with a piece of paper with a report. That, yes, that. Uh, shines a little light on that yes
7: it does shines a lot of light on it and like I say i've known about this for a long time everybody has i really hadn't touched on it because i didn't have enough but lo and behold in my mailbox and this has all been verified and i and i put it on my page about a week ago i even brought it up city council I even i think the adg is starting to report on it but this is a a uh, report from a breathalyzer machine and uh, breathalyzer machine. When police officer gives you breathalyzer test, the little machine, and everything. It stores the information. It creates a report. Okay, this is, report is from uh, August twenty eighth, two thousand and sixteen, at three twenty three a.m. Uh, location: Sherwood Police Department.
1: Okay, now let me remind you what my daddy used to tell me: nothing good happens after midnight.
7: No. <laughs> No, so right. Day he was right. Okay. That's what he always said to me. <laughs> and, uh, uh, so at the Sherwood Police Department, 3 23 a.m., August 28th, 2016, Arkansas State Trooper uh, uh, Jay McAllister attempted to give Frank Scott, Little Rock Mayor Frank Scott Jr., a breathalyzer test, which he refused to take. Okay. All right. So here's what we do know: uh, the uh, the time the observation began was at 2:43 a.m. Time of the incident was 1:32 a.m. So we know we have an incident where uh, Frank Scott Jr. was pulled over by the Arkansas State Police, suspected of DWI, taken to the Sherwood Police Department where they attempted to administer him the breathalyzer test, which he refused, which is against the law.
1: Okay, you're not supposed to refuse this. No. Now, if you do, what happens?
7: If, if you do refuse it, you're just, your driver's license is taken immediately. It's automatic. You know, the, you know you're know, you just done as far as that goes. Uh, what is interesting about this is I have confirmed that in early 2019, at uh, Langston's uh, Auto Repair, Mapleville, which is basically Little Rock, that Frank Scott's vehicle was in there for work. And two people from Langston's have confirmed me that he had an interlock system in that vehicle, which for folks that don't know, is if you get a DWI or, or if you uh, license if you fail to, if you refuse to take a chemical test or if you get a DWI, then you get a, you can get a, petition to drive back and forth to work but you have to have a interlock system which you got blow
1: in it before right. the car is started. Right,
7: exactly. Uh, he had that in there to the point that they are telling me that I th- if everybody knows I'm not accusing Frank Scott to be a germaphobe but I kind of think he is and that they would have to call him to come over and blow in it so they could pull it from the parking lot into the garage to the point that he finally brought them their own mouthpiece so that they could start the vehicle. So here's what we do know. We know Frank Scott's been convicted of a crime. That's just a fact. According to the documents from the Arkansas State Police, he's been convicted of a crime.
1: And that's not taking a breathalyzer test.
7: Well, no. We don't know what crime he's convicted of. Oh,
1: because it's sealed.
7: It's sealed. We know he's been convicted of a crime. We know from this record now that he was pulled over, taking the Sherwood Police Department on suspicion of DUI, uh, driving while well intoxicated and refused to take the test. Now, is the conviction a DWI conviction? Well, we don't actually have a document saying that. Okay,
1: but we know that he refused to take a breathalyzer.
7: Yes, and so we know he's been convicted of the crime. Okay, documents from Arkansas State Police. We know he was taken to Sherwood PD suspicion of driving while well intoxicated and refused to take the breathalyzer test. I can tell you this, I'm not saying that he that he has been, I can't say that he's been convicted of the DWI, but I think common sense can lead us in a direction.
1: He had a DWI. Yeah. That's very obvious with that yeah. last piece of paper and uh, report that you were sharing with
7: him. You, you don't have to know that it's a, you don't have to see the chicken house to know that you're standing by it and smelling it,
1: yeah. right? Yeah. Or you can hear the clucking.
7: Right. So, I mean, so. I, and, but but I've never I never really brought it up until I got this document, because I think, there, you know, I want to be factual. I want to I want to have meat on the bone before I bring it up. Mm-hmm. This gives meat on the bone.
1: All right. Here you go. Bottom line. Wanted to get
7: that out. And he Don't. won't answer about it. Yeah. He did, Now, the thing, let me t- say real quick, the court record's sealed, but there's no gag order. Frank Scott can talk about this all he wants, but he just won't
1: okay so now the question is and uh, and I'll say this to you who are hearing this that are part of the media because I know you listen to my show wouldn't you like to get a hold of Jimmy and get a copy of this particular order so you could ask you can ask the uh the mayor about it
7: I've actually sent it i I've, I've sent it I've posted it on Facebook I'm gonna post it again I mean it's out there I just i want to see I want to see who in the media is good will walk up and ask that question because it's Apparently, it's not going to be Channel 11, Channel 7, ADG. I mean, I'm looking at my boy, hey, Mitch, if you're out there, I'd love to see you ask this question. I'm going to ask it. Right. But I'm, I'm not you're the not media. The,
1: you're not the mainstream media. Right. That's correct. I understand what you're saying. I understand completely. Although, you're doing the job of the media.
7: <laughs> well, I don't know how good a job I'm doing. But isn't that sad, though, that that we've got a, we've got a press in place? they won't do their job and in i'm just gonna say this average citizens are doing more than the press does that's a problem
1: yeah i agree i wholeheartedly agree all right so i promised you when i did the promo that we would talk about something about the mayor and that we would also talk about something about the cabot school district well the cabot school district is up next we got uh, some information that we want to share with you on on them. Uh, Along with uh, Jimmy, we're going to be joined by phone from uh, the Fort Smith area by Joey McCutcheon. He is uh, Jimmy's lawyer, and uh, he has some things that he wants to talk about dealing with the Cabot School District. So we're going to bring that out to you here in just a few moments. So stick around about that. Don't forget about East End Towing, what they'll do for you. You get stuck on the side of the highway, you need a tow, let me give you a phone number to call them. Because whatever the situation, they can handle it for you. You call them at 501-888-8849. 501-888-8849. See what they have to tell you about your particular uh, situation, and they'll help you. Whether it's your car, whether it may be a trailer that you got your boat on, maybe it's your camper that's causing the problems, they can handle it all at East End Towing. we got some news coming your way, then I'll be back with you. It's Cabot School District next. It's uh, nine thirty-five. I really didn't go anywhere. I was sitting here the whole time. I'll be lying to you when I say back with you. I was already here. But the bottom line is, we got Jimmy Cavan here, and, and Jimmy, there's, uh, we're going to have your lawyer on, and and that is uh, uh, Jody McCutcheon. Yes, sir. Okay, from uh, Fort Smith, he's going to join us. And why are you asking to have your lawyer on? You know, during well, this segment
7: well uh, <clears throat> i think i'll be smart and let my lawyer explain that a little bit to us okay <laughs> then,
1: <laughs> all right joey uh, joey's been on a lot of times on the show. smarter <laughs> look he's been he's been in studio with me with the, at the other station i used to be with his name comes up often when robert steinbach and i are, are talking and uh you know bottom line is the man knows uh, everything there is to know as, as Robert does about uh, freedom of information act. And then he knows that you can't allow bullies to continue to bully people. And so let me turn it over to you, Joe, you bring everybody up to date on this.
6: Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Can you hear me? Okay. I hear you. Great. Yeah. It's uh, I tell you what, this Cabot situation is just a uh, kind of a disturbing matter to me. You know, our, our, our government business needs to be done uh, in in public and uh, not in private. And uh, you know, when 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 it's not, then sometimes it it just requires a lawsuit. And uh, you know, that's what I'm I'm looking at now. I'm trying to get some answers actually uh, from the prosecutor, uh, uh, Mr. Graham, uh, who who hopefully will have me some answers today. I've sent him a cordial letter uh, just asking him uh, when they had this public meeting uh, on this resolution regarding the uh, superintendent's salary. And uh, I'm, I'm waiting on an answer patiently uh, and uh, hope to have something today because he seems to think that there's some kind of documentation of a public meeting, which I've, I've pretty uh, public vote Uh, on this resolution and I just can't find it. And, uh, you know, when when a citizen like Jimmy Cavan or any other citizen across the state uh, goes to a prosecutor and asks the prosecutor to look into a FOIA violation, I think the last thing you want to get is a a letter uh, from the prosecutor to a judge stating that uh said citizen is uh potentially uh a criminal <laughs> and that's what happened here and that's kind of disturbing to me
1: yeah it sounds like to me you know it's somebody who's you know uh dragging your name through the mud so to speak
7: <clears throat> yeah
6: yeah and and uh you know I've I've uh heard of Jimmy for a while and 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 uh begin to know Jimmy uh more recently and when i saw a copy of this letter i'm scratching my head and asking what's going on here this this just isn't adding up i mean uh you know based upon the documentation that i've seen i've looked at videos i've looked at letters i mean where's this public vote that uh that mr graham tells the judge uh happened and i'm so I've asked him to tell me please give me the documentation uh that uh that you tell the judge that there was a public uh, a public vote. And uh I, I, I don't think he surely he's not making representations to a judge that that uh there was a public vote when there wasn't a public vote, so I'm gonna let him hopefully today uh give me those documents, show me that video uh, where this public vote on this resolution. You know, these are important matters. I mean, when you're paying a superintendent of Cabot Schools 250 plus all this mileage and bonuses and, you know, and then the public really has little notice of it. Uh,
1: yeah, because it know, happens to be the public's money.
6: Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing here. This is This is our money, and uh, we shouldn't feel bad for demanding nothing more than transparency. Yeah. Uh, and that's all that, that uh, Jimmy Cavan is asking for is, is transparency, that the, the uh, folks in Cabot uh, know that when you have an executive session, you know, if things are occurring in exec- executive session, when you come out of executive session, you have a public vote. Mm-hmm. and there 's no question what went in what went on in that uh executive session now, if that occurred here, I guess i 'm not looking at the right documents, the right videos, and that 's why that 's why somebody needs to hire a lawyer that's and, it uh, you know that 's it in a nutshell all right
7: well so. now, now joey you know here 's the thing not only have i asked them we said hey it's not there they said it's okay show it to us and they won't show it they can't produce it to me so in in essence you have asked for the same thing hey we're not seeing it you say it's there we don't see it show it to us but they haven't produced it have they have not have not
6: produced it you know if if and and a FOIA request was sent saying you know give us this information and then we say well and then they send a response we'll see see our website okay well there's nothing on your website if you don't have the documentation just tell us uh, we don't have the documentation so that we're not wasting taxpayer dollars either talking to a prosecutor or or talking to the school superintendent just you know let's work together on the on for you let, let's let's try to help each other where we're not wasting. Here's what I need. If you have it, give it to me. And this is where we probably need to have a change in the law. If they don't have a document, I think they should be, Dave, I think they should be required to say, we don't have that document. And I think we're going to ask, I think Robert Steinbuck, I'm going to talk to Robert about this and see what his. because I think they need to tell us. If they don't have a document, they don't have a video that, that complies with our four-year request, then tell us that you know. Let's not let's not have to file a lawsuit to find out if we got that document. Yeah, we,
1: we've already have we're already having that problem here in Little Rock. All right, <laughs> that that you know things that they were supposed to keep, we're finding out that they didn't keep.
6: Well, you know, I I gotta say I've got that exact same problem. You, I heard that Jimmy has an issue with with. Uh, with the mayor and, and transparency, I sent the mayor a FOIA request here a bit back, and uh, I didn't get the documents I was asking for. So I'm looking at suing them on my own behalf, also. So uh, it's just uh, you know, I know they're out there, uh, and then I don't get them. Mm-hmm. And you know, they have this high saluting process down there where you go through their their FOIA process, and then you don't get what you're asking for. So I'm not sure what's going on in Little Rock but it's not transparent and it's not right.
1: Yeah, and if it's not transparent, you know what I think, Joey? There's something corrupt going on. That that's the first thing that goes through my mind then. May not be, but it's the first thing that goes through my mind.
6: Well, there's the appearance of corruption there. Yes. You know, there's there's the appearance of not doing right and, and uh and and we don't need that. You know, I think uh you know but we have got to fight to protect for you you know we've got a legislative session coming up to me you know we've got a ton of secret meetings occurring across this state uh and the law is in a state of flux particularly with regard to meetings when can two school board meet uh when can two school board uh members meet and discuss public business is that a is that that's coming before the the body? Is is that a is that a FOIA violation? Is it not the Supreme Court in the Wade case has has totally totally uh, confused the situation with regard to public meetings? So Robert Steinbuck and I have worked hard to craft a, a bill which we think will clarify the law. It'll help citizens know. It'll help uh, public. Officials know, or public bodies, their members, school board members, city council members, when can they meet and, and talk about public business. In my opinion, they should never meet and talk about public business that's coming before the body until the meeting happens. Right. And I think that's happening across this state in epidemic proportions, that public business is being discussed and decided outside the public meeting and then we never get the we never get to see the sausage being made.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. It's in it I thought that we were done with smoke filled back rooms, but doesn't seem that way, Joey. Not, not in Little
7: Rocker Cabin.
1: Yeah. Doesn't it doesn't <laughs> seem that way at all. Hey, listen, I uh you know, Robert is on my show every Friday for two hours. So uh what time do you usually get up, uh, Joey? Are you up at like six thirty in the morning? I am, yeah. Well, yeah. We, if your phone rings and it's my station's phone number, you know it's me calling you, all right?
6: Well, hey, I'm I'm happy to come on any time. I tell you what, uh, Robert Steinbuck is an absolute jewel for the state of Arkansas. He demands transparency. He demands accountability. And uh, I'm
7: just so thankful Thankful we have him. He, he is, He is. but I just want to say this to everybody. So is Joey McCutcheon. Yeah, both of them.
1: Yeah. Both of them. Joey, I've had you on many a time as well. Yeah, uh, you yeah. and Robert have worked in tandem and, and have done great things. And uh, we might have one of those tandem meetings tomorrow right here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Thanks so much. I promised you I wouldn't keep you long. It's been 15 minutes. That's enough. We'll let you go here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Talk to you here down the line. Thank you, sir.
6: Appreciate you,
1: Dave. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Dave Ellswick Show here on 101.1 FM. The Answer, a quick break, and then we'll finish it up for a Thursday. We had uh, Joey McCutcheon on. You know that uh, if they can't produce uh, this supposed information that they have there in Cabot, uh, there's going to be a lawsuit
7: that's going to be filed against them. They threatened you. Yes, sir. They threatened you. Yes, sir. I considered uh, Lono County prosecuting attorney Chuck Graham's letter a threat to me. And I considered a threat to democracy and freedom. If they can threaten you, they can threaten anybody. Yes, sir. And uh, But the, what they're finding out is that doesn't work with me. What happened was, is the, uh, we're not going to go all back to it, but basically the Cabot School Board. Uh, had some resolutions for pay on. Tony Let me just 30. stop you just for sure. a second.
1: This goes back to when Jimmy first came on my show yes, sir. about what, about four months ago. Yes, sir. We talked about this, and now we got people saying, "Oh no, they did meet in public." You know, we were we were transparent about all this.
7: Bull. That's right. That's right. And what happened was, is when I dug through the records, I did. Uh, Months of investigation, hours long work. I dug through, and what I found is there's no record of a vote for those resolutions in public. There's, and those are their their records. That means they gave
1: the superintendent extra extra of your money without you knowing about That's
7: it. That's it, because they they themselves have no record of. There's no. You're supposed to have audio or video recording at every meeting. Uh, they can't produce where they did that made this vote in public. The the board minutes are uh, supposed to have it. There's nothing in there about it. So I asked them on August 1st. I sent them an email. I said, look, what I'm asking you to do is follow the law. So please fix it at the next meeting. Have a public vote on the resolution. Okay. I'm giving you the opportunity to be fix it. on the record. Yeah. And, I, and I'm saying, all I want you to do is follow the law. Well, they didn't do that. And I told them, if you don't, I'm going to take legal action. So what I did is I filed a criminal action because it, under our Freedom of Information Act, uh, negligent to perform or follow those laws is a Class C misdemeanor, 2519104. So I did what the law said. I went to the city. I followed their process, the district court's process. I I filed an incident report with Cabot PD. I went to the court just like they told me to. I followed the court's uh, guidance on what to do. They had me fill it out. I did the affidavits for warrants. And I attempted to have them prosecuted for those misdemeanor charges. Okay. Because I did that... The it got recused in Cabot District Court because the judge had represented a school board member, so it got sent to Lone Oak City District Court. Therefore it got transferred to the prosecutor instead of being the Cabot City Attorney, Ben Hooper was now going to be Lone Oak County prosecutor himself, Chuck Graham. Okay. All right, so I gave Chuck the file, even and took him extra information, and as a result of that, Chuck Graham sends a letter to the Lone Oak District Judge and sends it to Cabot. That basically he is saying, uh, I'll, I'll read it on the date's of question, February 15, 2022, Cabot School Board complied with the law by voting in public on the resolution involving the public the employment contract. Chuck Graham is stating this, that they complied with law by voting in public on the resolution for the employment. There is no record of that.
1: Okay. Dave look – They've done their due diligence on this. Jimmy has. I know Jimmy well enough now that I know he goes back and watches all the videos. So did Joey. He went back and watched all the videos. Several times.
7: There was no public vote. No, sir. They can produce no record of the public vote. I've asked for it by the Freedom of Information Act. They're supposed to give it to me. Now, so Chuck makes a statement. I'm going, how do you make this statement? Okay, all right. So, but he goes further. He says, furthermore, Mr. Cavan should be aware of Arkansas Code 553-131, which addresses an offense who seeks prosecution of the individual for frivolous, groundless, or malicious reasons. A conviction under the statute is a Class A misdemeanor and is punishable by a $2,500 fine and up to one year in jail. He threatened me. For reporting that the somebody broke law, so I did what now the he'll supposed say to be.
1: He, that wasn't a threat. I was just stating the yeah. law to him.
7: Oh, he's going to say that, but sure. I, I, very publicly, I'm going to say Chuck Graham, if you're listening, I consider this a threat. I consider this a threat, and Chuck Graham, if you're listening, based off the information that I've obtained from the Cabot School District and the Freedom of Information Act, based off that, I'm saying you made a false statement in this letter, unless you can show me otherwise.
1: And this letter wasn't. Was it sent to you? I, I, didn't,
7: I didn't get it until I asked him for a statement. Okay. He had
1: sent it to the judge, and he sent it to okay. Kevin School Okay, so Mr. I want everybody to understand. He sent it to a judge. Yes. All right, which means you're saying what I'm sending you right now is true to the best of my ability.
7: Right. I mean, there's no reason to send this to a judge. And that's what really dumbfounded Joey when he got into it. And he said, this is crazy. And Chip Sexton, his partner, and I've gone through this with tons of people, and everybody's saying this is unprecedented. They've never seen a prosecutor take this this step. And everything, and so what even got crazier is Liz Massey is the communications director for the Cabot School District. If
1: you remember, Liz Massey worked for Channel 11.
7: Long-time news anchor I there, know reporter. that.
1: Yep. All right. she, was, she was a very, yep. very good one.
7: So all of a sudden, this letter comes out, and then Channel 11 does a story on me on this without calling me, asking for a quote. And it, they said that I had sued the school district and that I'd lost. I hadn't sued anybody yet. Yet.
1: Okay. <laughs> and, yeah, you didn't lose anything because you hadn't done anything.
7: And they're saying that I could be charged and convicted of this crime. Well, okay, you do the math. Liz is the communication director. She was at Channel 11 forever. Nobody else has done anything. All of a sudden, when this letter comes up, Channel 11 does a story on it. Okay? And uh, so so this is very concerning. It should concern everybody. It's not about me. It's about the citizens.
1: It's about you. Yep. I mean, I want everybody to understand. This is about yep. you. If this you, could happen
7: to you. You try to ask. You try to ask for, for questions that you, by law, you're entitled to ask. You try to. Uh, you report a crime. So what basically happens if it's down in Lone Oak County with Chuck Graham? If you report a crime from uh, political people or the school board and you're you're legit in doing it and you follow the process set by the law to report a crime, not only is he not going to do anything about it, he's going to threaten to charge you with a crime mm-hmm. for doing it. That's That should shock everyone. Yeah,
1: that's what they do in communist countries.
7: Yeah. And I've said it before and I'll say it again because I was raised down in Lono County in the 60s and 70s on a farm. I know Dale, went to school at Cabot. Since when did Cabot, since when did Cabot uh, become a province in China. Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, Cabot is in Arkansas. But the way the school board operates and the way the superintendent operates, I mean, I, I don't want to sound like those wackos that get on there and, and say, oh, communism. But I mean, just stop and look at what they're doing. Does this not remind you of being in a communist country? Of their practices?
1: That's kind of the way they do uh, kangaroo courts.
7: Yes. And oh. and so so... Yes, I've got, I'm have got. i fortunate. I'm very fortunate to have Joey McCutcheon in my corner. I'm extremely fortunate because uh, he's the guy I need. He's the guy I need. All right. Jimmy, it's been an interesting Thursday as it usually yes, is. Yes, sir.
1: And I appreciate you coming by and being part of the Dave Ellswick Show. I'll be uh, back with you in the morning at 6 a.m. Robert Steinbach will be with us and Chris Corbett will be with me. And uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about that piece of legislation that he and, uh, and Joey are working on. We might even get Joey McCutcheon on with us as well. We've got his number now so we can stalk him. So anyway, um, we'll try to get him get him on the show uh, as well to talk about this. Hey, look, if they don't have what it is you're asking for, what would be the harm in you telling people that you don't have what they're asking for? I know it doesn't make you look like you're not doing your job, but you should just fess up and be done with it. So that's coming up tomorrow. We're going to hear from Blanco, the political cartoonist. You don't want to miss that. That's at 9 o'clock, 935 Matt Smith. We'll talk about the movies this weekend. The best one that you're going to see, Halloween Ends. I'm seeing it tonight. I'll tell you about it tomorrow here on The Dave Ellswick Show.